see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They pick the low day, but so it's fun. They have each other's bags, and today is finally done. In a world setting in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of the library, where it always starts. The stacks are much more than either of them thoughts. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with Barry and the Goya, it's second to none. Hey. Hi. So how are you today? I'll be glad when the day is done. <laughs> well, we have a full house here in the uh, in the Stacks Studios uh, uh, room. Uh, we have Casa Berry. <laughs> yeah, Casa, Casa de Berry. Right. Uh, full. Um, so of course, uh, you know, we have T'Challa who's here, and then. Hi. And then we have Drekanara, who is here as well. Hello. Hello? I'm still here. I was waiting for you then, like, to lead into the open of the show or whatever. Sorry. Hi, guys. So have you started broadcasting yet? <laughs> uh, technically, I never edit out the first part of it, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so all, the, all the crap at the beginning is usually no in there, way. too. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. But, but, yeah, for all of you who are joining us, uh, welcome to another fantabulous episode of In the Stacks with Barry and... LaToya. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. so used to doing the mini <laughs> We are very professional today. Uh -huh. uh, now, I did notice that you actually, you actually fulfilled your responsibility and actually filled in stuff on the... The program guide. Yeah, so I I have it set on my schedule that I'm supposed to do it on Wednesdays. Yesterday just ended up being um, not what I expected it to be, and so I ended up doing it earlier today. So so yeah, I'm to do it the day before to be prepped. Um, I wasn't ready until earlier today. And see, I always I always started on Tuesday, and mm -hmm. I fill in like some information, and then well, I filled in one thing from last week that I forgot to mention, but yeah, I, I'm usually the last one to, <laughs> to complete it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although I, when you do it, you like dump in all kinds of information. Yes. Yes. I try to be really good this week and not put as many links because you like to cheat and like read stuff that I put in there. And it's like, that's not for you, bitch. It's for me. <laughs> so, so yeah. Well then. <laughs> I figured I would start by uh, by talking about how you, the school year is staggering to a close. Mm -hmm. right? um, last week was really the end of the school year for most kids. Okay. This week is for like the kids who are still failing mm. and some extra time to try and get caught up. And uh, really we do that for the seniors, but um, this Saturday is a virtual graduation. And okay. How are they handling that? I, I don't know. They haven't told me. Well, in Noon County, they're going to be doing like a drive-through graduation or something, a drive-by. I don't know all yeah. the details, but it sounds really Not weird. a drive-by. That's, no. that's <laughs> yeah. They shoot the diplomas out of a, a t-shirt game. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's awesome, yeah. Yeah, when you're talking high schoolers, you don't, you don't use drive-by. That upsets them. Yeah. That, that's true. That's true. My bad. You know, it's been <laughs> yeah. so long since I've been in or graduated high school, so... <laughs> But, um, yeah, so T'Challa, of course, he's been done, you've been finished doing any work for over a week, right? Yes. Yeah. 
But uh, um, again, I get all of my stuff the day it was assigned. There you go. Very smart. <laughs> you know, I'm having meetings with the other ELA teachers today and tomorrow. And next Tuesday, I have to physically go into work uh, to do the end of the year things. Um, Are they going to require you to wear a mask? Yes. Um, if I don't have one when I come in, I have to pick up a mask and some gloves um, and, you know, go to my room and do my stuff. Okay, cool. Um, we'll talk more about the whole mask thing a little later. But go, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um... So it's going to be interesting. They have four different scenarios they said they've already come up with for um, how school in the fall might work. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm curious to hear what, what well, are they have it. They haven't decided on them, you know, obviously, but the, they range anywhere from just going back to school. All the kids are there and it's just like, it's always been. Nope. That's not going to work. All the way to, you know, none, none of the kids come back. It's all online next year. Because didn't you say at one point they thought about doing like a rotation or something? Like yes, some of the yeah. students like A through M or something would come whatever day well, and then. You know, it would be like like 9th and 11th would be there like on Monday and Wednesday. Okay. 10th and 12th would be there on Tuesday and Thursday. And then the kids wouldn't come at all on Friday. They would work from home. Uh, but the teachers would go to school on Friday. Sounds really um, and it would be so that they could, I guess, disinfect on Fridays or something. Right. And, and during the other days, it would be so that there wouldn't be so many kids there. Yeah. But I mean, how does that make too much, much sense? Because even if you're doing it by grade, those classrooms are not half empty. They're full classes, right? Right. So what, what does that solve? Um, you know, I, I don't know exactly how it works. Because, <laughs> I mean, sure, there's less um, foot traffic in the school, but right. if you've got, <laughs> yeah, I, that, that's some weird thinking, you but know, okay. I mean, the CDC guidelines say that, for instance, we would, we would close the cafeteria no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, and they would have lunches in the rooms um, and that we should encourage them as much as possible to bring their own lunches, um, that kind of stuff. But of course, it have big effects. I mean, if you're going to say, you know, no, no cafeteria, are they going to have any kind of sporting events? Right. And if they're not opening ca cafeteria, are they still going to provide those services? Because, you know, a lot of kids, if they don't yeah. go to school to eat, they're not eating that day. Right. So they, they, would, they would have to provide food services. Okay. Um, but I imagine they would just deliver them to the classrooms, you know, um, or we would go in shifts to pick it up and take it back to the classroom. Um, however they wanted to work it. Yeah, that's just, I mean, I think that they're, it's still almost too soon to tell because, you know, I know that there's been talk of a recent, um, a recent vac vaccination that shows some promise, but it's yeah. still, I think, in stage one of the, the process. Um, right. I believe that the FDA is going to fast track it, but even still, you know, I think the study had like all of eight people the mm. the first part of it so i'm still very reticent about doing anything involving being around more people outside of like my family or something well, you know because again you've been, if, like, but you've huh? been like that since like 1998 yeah yeah, yeah. still because <laughs> i still have not you know outside of going over to my parents house um i've not left the house you know except to pick up the mail or whatever but i've not gone anywhere so i think that 
when it comes to the school system, though, I think about it being an institutional entity just like a prison is. Everybody's in there, <laughs> close quarters. Well, and so, again, again, I wish that you would use different words <laughs> the school situation. I'm sorry, I'm not being very PC today, but... <laughs> But yes, um, either way, I do think that they, I think that they should do something that maybe is a little of both, like physical and distance, depending on the situation. Like if they're still, if, if the situation is like this on the day it's supposed to open in the fall, it needs to be distance. It still just needs to be distance learning. Um, I think that it would give you guys a better opportunity after having gone through this these few months to assess the students who have individual needs that can't get on internet, whatever. Um, you'd be able to better identify it. You'd have more time to deal with it. But, you know, I've, I've always been a proponent for distance learning. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but it's still kind of scary. Yeah, I mean, for a lot of these kids, I think there there is a lot of socialization that's very important that happens at school mm -hmm. um, that they would be missing out on. Um, but, you know, just, just from my perspective as a teacher, I mean, I feel like I have moved now into a post-pants society, okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to go back to wearing, like, a tie and slacks. <laughs> that can't happen, right? You know, in the past, the, the, the principal would, like, dangle, like, a reward to you. Oh, you, you guys all work hard. You get to wear jeans one day, I believe. Screw that, right? <laughs> We've all been, like, living in our That's not going to be good enough. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, when I go back, I just want to make sure, can I sit there in my shorts and my tank top, right? And we'll just go from there. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, right now. I mean, as the people in the room can attest, I'm not wearing any pants right now. I'm wearing just a shirt. That's kind of scary. That's really yeah, sure. scary. <laughs> I think it's one thing if it's you and Dragnar in the room, but to have your son there in no shorts, yeah, that's kind of ah, weird. See? I said the same thing. Wearing shorts. <laughs> I, am, I am wearing a Speedo. So okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Paul's, and now you have that image in your head. That's Dang right. Yep. Oh, I just put that image in my head. I wasn't thinking about that. <laughs> so I see here, Barry, that because there's not, you, I mean, there must be a book shortage, I'm guessing. Because you have this knack for rereading stuff. I don't, I, the, I've only ever reread, I think, maybe two books in my life. Weird. Well, see, what had happened was, is, is partially because of the quarantine, I had, I, have, I had read every book in the house. Yeah, but see, don't blame it on the quarantine. You just refuse to read stuff on, like, a tablet or on your computer. So, that's on you. Well, actually, I read a ton of comic books on my phone. I, I subscribe to Marvel Unlimited. I'm right, reading, right. I'm reading stuff all the time, right, in a variety of forms. But I decided to reread Tarzan, the first book, because I completed my collection of the 24 black Valentine uh, Tarzan editions that came out in the 70s and 80s with the original covers by uh, Boris and uh, Neil Adams. You realize how completely nerdy you sound in this moment. Anyway, so okay. exciting when I finished this because I've been tracking them down for years and I don't want... I don't want just like, you know, just random ones. These all look alike. They have beautiful covers. You know, they're all black and all that stuff, right? 
And um, so I finally got them and so I decided to reread Tarzan. It is still a classic. Um, it's a wonderful, wonderful book. Um, I've forgotten how good it was. And um, then yesterday, uh, Drakenara and I, we, we decided to brave, you know, the plague-ridden streets mm-hmm. of uh, Macon. And um, so we went to uh, Gotwalls, which is a used bookstore. And, uh, you know, there were... I wonder there, if sponsor you. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty scary. Um, you know, there were dead bodies all over the place. I'm sure. Um, there were people... Yeah, <laughs> there were people, you not know, who store, were, no, who were no, begging, street, you know, the store, yeah. the store was perfectly fine. <laughs> please, please, you can have, you can have my daughter just give me a mask. Thing. <laughs> um, it was, it was scary, but so Macon was post uh, apocalyptic at that, this point. Yes. Okay. It was more, it was more post than usual. Okay. <laughs> so we went in there and I actually got the new Hunger Games novel. Um, you well, yeah, may know heard. Yeah, yeah. movie series, mm-hmm. right? You know, they make movies, but they were based on books. I do know Believe that. I just never read any of the books, and I didn't yeah. see the last movie. You didn't see the last movie? Mm-mm. I think I saw bits of the last movie. I didn't see the whole thing. Why did you not see it? I don't know. I think by the time the third one came out, I was just kind of like, oh, okay. So, I mean, well, I need to go the, back and watch the book into two movies. Do yeah. I? They wrote the last movie and in, in, last book into two movies. Right, and so I watched the first part and did not watch the second part. Okay, well you ought to. Uh, <laughs> this book is a prequel, so it's actually all about snow. Oh, uh, okay, okay. And it starts with him as a young man, and I guess it's going to end with him being, you know, the, the big bad guy. Um, and so far, it's pretty good. So far, it's good. So you actually read the originals? Series? And you know, um, I did. Oh, okay. I and and I was telling um, Dragnar and T'Challa that I actually, uh, I kind of enjoyed the movies a little bit better because um, mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence is, is on the eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. But, um, and then the books, the movies are actually very faithful to the books. Okay. Um, I have not read anything about the Nazis this week. That right? is definitely but, a surprise. You know, but I did read some stuff about the Scientologists. Oh, right? oh that makes sense. Yeah. Why. yeah. Well, I did watch my... some stuff about the Latter-day Saints people. So go ahead. Yeah, go with that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, Tom Cruise, right, mm-hmm. who probably the world's most famous Scientologist, um, he's been uh, hanging out in the UK with his, his current, I guess, I don't know, entourage of family members. Um, so his son, Connor... Mm-hmm. is with him, uh, two of his nephews, his sister, who is his publicist, and his mom. Um, they're all hanging out at the UK um, Scientology headquarters, which is this castle that the Scientologists bought several years ago. Mm, of and, course um, it would be. Yeah, and they've all really liked being in the UK. Uh, Cruz has been spotted uh, in London shopping several times, and uh, so they're talking about you know maybe buying a home in London. And uh, living there now, his daughter Isabella's not with him because she's married now, so she's off with her husband. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, Isabella and um, Connor—they're the ones that he had with adopted uh, with Nicole Kidman. Yep. Yeah. They're still yeah. they're still his kids. Yeah, but I'm just saying you know, that yeah, yeah he adopted. Well, I'm being more PC about it that they were adopted when they were married, so. There you go. No, I think I'm being more PC by saying they're his kids. 
they are his kids, but we need to be whatever. Anyway, moving on. And I, I want to say before we move on to the next thing that's on the, the list here, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm you're, it's like I, I think you're going to make this seem like a good thing, but I think it's terrible. Well, but I mean, okay, so you can look at it in that light if you want. All right, but, so go ahead and tell everybody what, what you wanted to discuss. So uh, as of last week, our show, well, the episodes of our show have been downloaded over a thousand times since we've. And that um, sucks. Because we have over a thousand episodes, <laughs> we don't have that okay, many. That's like, that's like a, 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 you know, a downloaded episode. Had that many episodes. Whatever. No, we have one hundred and twenty-three. This is one twenty-three. Don't listen to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> but this is one hundred twenty-three episodes and a thousand downloads. Yeah. Each one was downloaded just under ten times. Yeah. See, that's math, Latoya. That's okay. not good. I know, but it's still cool to cross that threshold. Why would you look at it that way? Because so I'm negative. <laughs> nine people could have downloaded almost every episode. I nine think different I, people downloaded almost every episode. The sad thing is, I bet if we tried right now in 60 seconds, <laughs> you and I could probably figure out who those nine people were. Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> There could be like a hundred people who just downloaded like 10 episodes each. Or there could be a thousand people that just listened in once. Which is not a good thing. I was going to say, I don't know if that's a good thing. That's not a good thing. If you have an audience, yeah. What I'm thinking is maybe like 20, 30 people and some of them just came in late. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's possible. That's probably more accurate. Wait a minute. Let me find out first. Sorry, all of them came in late. The, so where did you get these stats? Okay, so stats? this is specifically through Podbean stats, which it does track it on, like, you know, Apple oh, and all okay. of those. Oh. So, so it does pull. No, it is, it is pulling from everywhere. Yeah, it is pulling from everything. Um, and this is just from the time that we restarted the show because oh, I wasn't okay, able to get any stats from the previous rendition. So this is okay, since so- we brought them back. Um, how, many, how many seasons? We've been doing this 2.0. Ooh, um, three? Is this our third? Did we start with season God, one? Really? It, it feels so much longer. Literally. I know it does. It really does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, maybe well, three. Either way, it's still a milestone, and it's good. That's exactly, right. and it's, that's it's, what. Yeah, I was. That's what I was saying. But you had to rain on the parade, Barry, as usual. It is, okay. that is a okay. very good milestone to hit. Uh, yeah. quick, quick shout out to anyone listening. Thank you for listening, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> yes, thank the, you. Whoever the 9 to 100 people are yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maybe 200, I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, in lieu of having, like, a Patreon, which we've discussed, uh, I think if you would like to support the show, just uh, send PayPal five, ten, hundred dollars to uh, BarryReesePulp at gmail.com. Right. And I will make sure that it's shared with Latoya. I'm sure you would do that. <laughs> that. But you know, there's that one. So right, I so will tell, say... Tell how are you eating food? Well, no, I don't want to get there yet. I will say since, I mean, I do have access to all okay. of our stats. So since we've come back, our number one downloaded uh-huh. episode is one that we didn't all like the top one, two, three, four, five are from 2019. And the episode, The Cost okay. of a Crown, 
Canseco-Jenner conundrum, which we did in August of 2019, has been downloaded 62 times, that one episode. I, I remember um, that episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do too. Um, in the, what comes in at number six, though, is an episode that we did in 2010. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> I remember that oh. one actually. Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> that one's been downloaded twenty-one times um, since we've come back. So it it would be interested interesting to see the stats from before because I think we right. probably lost them. Um, but but yeah, I mean we are listened to, of course, in the United States, uh, United Kingdom, Canada, Germany, Australia. Really? There's plenty of others. What, what's our What's our number two country after the U.S.? It's the U.K. All right, that was what's next. Canada. <laughs> it's, the, it's the order you listed them in. Okay. Yes, exactly. Right. So, yeah. But, you know, there is, we're apparently downloaded you know, in Tunisia and Belgium. Belgium? <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe we start catering some of our. There's one guy in Belgium somewhere who's doing it right there. Yeah, one there you go. Shout out to the one guy in, hey, or gal in Belgium right there. There you go. Um, I, I do think maybe we should start catering some of our stuff towards, you know, these people. I mean, you know, Canadians, okay. we can throw in some hockey stuff every now no, and then. No, no. no exactly. I'm like, with, no. The Germans, we could talk about maybe some, like, poop porn Stop or something. <laughs> right. Okay, you're going to be, okay, stop it. You're going to be throwing off fans here. <laughs> But most of our fans apparently listen to us on Spotify. Um, Spotify is the bomb. Sure, I guess. I don't use Spotify, but okay. When I first saw your thing about food delivery, I actually thought it was like some sort of mathematical equation. Oh. <laughs> no, it was me just doing breadcrumbs so that I wouldn't forget um certain aspects and so that you would it looks like, like you read up on it delivery. know exactly huh it looks like it says food delivery equals home chef plus fedex well it's minus but sure yeah so yeah you know that i started doing food delivery a while <laughs> back um like yeah kids are food delivered right well it's <laughs> little packets and she cooks oh. it and then, well, I had to stop for a minute because for a couple of weeks there, what was happening is that even though Home Chef was sending the packages, FedEx was somehow losing them along the way. <laughs> so there's still okay. technically a box that I never received that's still out there. Um, one of my last boxes I got several days late so the food by that time was now lukewarm because you know they send them in like with the the freezer packs in them as well just keep them um cool because i mean they're they're not frozen food so i decided i was gonna stop and i mean home chef was great they gave me refunds and all that stuff they even gave me an extra credit for a week and all of that but i realized even though i was like okay i'm gonna wait for fedex to figure their crap out that I was missing being able to do that because every day I've been ordering out, which, you know, I just don't even want to think about how much money that is. But yeah, I actually miss being able to cook for myself. So 
you know, as odd as that is, because, you know, I do not like being in the kitchen unless I'm going there to get something out of the freezer, like ice cream or something. Um, right, right. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm doing it again. I'm, I'm, but I am being a lot more selective. So on weeks where it's like, oh, I really don't like anything on the menu, I'll just skip the week. So I think I'm supposed to get something coming next week and then I'm going to skip like a week or two and then pick up. So usually it's the weeks that have shrimp in it is the weeks I, that I'll pick up because they don't have shrimp every okay. week. So, so yes, I'm still being a snob about that, but I've been using the heck out of Grubhub and DoorDash um, recently. We, we had a, a, a big shrimp night the other night. Oof, I love shrimp. Yeah. I, so yeah, Hang on, you when you say a big shrimp night, like I'm thinking, oh, pasta shrimp. You're talking like like popcorn shrimp, right? No, we had we had pasta and shrimp. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. Because usually, if it's just you, you're talking about yeah. popcorn shrimp. Yeah, well, and that brings that brings up a point, you know, because usually it's popcorn shrimp because you know you usually I, they're frozen and I bake them in the oven, you know. And that's your and, cooking. Mm -hmm. You know, we've I, we've had a little debate here. In Casa de right, which is that? All right, see, some people consider what what I do to not be cooking, right? Uh, but you know, I use an oven, right? Uh, sometimes I use you know the the burners on the stove. There's mm -hmm. fire involved. There's an element of danger. Exactly. <laughs> we call those sometimes people very trad traditionalists. Mm-hmm. So the people who say, oh, okay. it's not cooking, right. they're traditionalists, and we're new, we're new age. So that's, that's what that is. That's right. This is neo-cuisine. Right. Absolutely. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, cuisine nouveau. I like that. Oh, I like that. I love that. that. That might be the title of the damn episode. Absolutely. I'm writing it down now. <laughs> cuisine nouveau. I like that. Yeah, I do like right. that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know, that, to me, that's cooking. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is. It is cuisine oh, nouveau cooking. Board. Absolutely. Do you own a cutting board, Latoya? Um, not the actual board. You know, they have the cutting sheets that you can, you know, the plastic ones that you can just rewash and. Yeah, I have a kitchen counter, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I cut on no, that. It yeah, that's not. You're not supposed to cut on the <laughs> kitchen counter. Not oh, usually, yeah. anyway. <laughs> it dulls your knives, right? Exactly. At least I, I would guess so if I did any cutting in yeah. the kitchen. Don't use the counter because it dulls your knives. Well, yeah, I just know you don't, don't use the counter. Know. Right. God. Let's talk about your masks. Okay. Yes. So it's not so much my masks. It's just more so around using masks in general. So an article I looked at, which is not the one I linked to, had the um, out of the room. Do what? So I'll let T'Challa listen. Hi, I have to step out of the room. Okay. Well, so T'Challa, as I was saying, they, there was an article I read, um, which is not the one I linked in our actual episode guide, but the um, title was when a mask makes a statement and it was talking about, obviously we're in the COVID times and how, um, how important it is for people to kind of get on the same page. So it's to mask or not to mask. 
I'm of the belief that people should mask. Um, especially if they're going to go around other people. I mean, right now there is no vaccine. And so why would you subject yourself to the very likely possibility that you'll pick it up when you can do something preventative and as simple as putting a mask on? Now, granted, it's not, it's certainly not a 100% surefire way of you not getting the virus, but it does at least help to diminish um, the, the likelihood of you picking it up. Um, I read an article, right. the, one, the, the one that I linked was about a customer who went to Costco, did not use their mask, and filmed the whole thing um, because one of the employees of Costco went to him and said, you know, excuse me, but you're either going to have to put on a mask or you're going to have to leave. And, of course, the gentleman decided to make it a big deal and talk about how, you know, we live in a free country. And, you know, I'm like, well, in the Star Spangled Banner, it, you know, it does say, or the land of the free, but it doesn't say the free and stupid. So I often get really annoyed around individuals who always want to throw out the whole freedom thing. It's yes, like, it's like, we, yes, we live in a free, free society, whatever. But then there are times that you need to act responsibly. And that was not one of them. So the, um, the employee asked the person to leave. He took the cart. He asked him to leave. The guy was certainly not very kind about having to leave. But I was just annoyed with the entire premise of it. Because I'm like, why would you, why does your personal freedom trump the, the very vital need right now for people to be cautious? Yeah, that ain't right. So yeah. yeah. Look, if you're freedom thing, you being stupid, yes, yes, it is your free will. You are allowed to be stupid, but other people's free will, they want to stay alive. Exactly. So and it's only free will until it encroaches upon someone else. Right. That's where the problem comes in. If the will of the mass says is, hey, we want to live and Yes, we recognize that you're allowed to be stupid, but you're going to kill us all. I mean, that's where you should stop. I mean, I don't think it's being unreasonable either. I mean, the the store policy is simply saying when you're shopping, which, you know, cool, they're opening stores up. When you're shopping, at least have the courtesy of putting a mask on. And then for people to just be acting like, you know, you know, and I'm sure it's a lot of them are very much the, the type that thinks that, you know, COVID is just some made up thing or whatever, but I just, it's, it's infuriating. And I'm like, you know, wow, this is what, sometimes I'm like, this is what it means to be an American. Sure. We're free, but there sure is a lot of stupid. Well, and to, to me, no, and you guys may have covered this. Nobody gets upset about no shirt, no, no shoes, no service. Right. <laughs> we did not cover yeah, that. Yeah, if you throw a mask on, why is that suddenly, you know, oh, that's, that's too much. That's an interference with my rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, what makes me angry is the, uh, the post that I've been saying, your fear does not outweigh my rights. Excuse me, it's not about fear. It's mm-hmm. about hope. Yeah. Exactly. That is exactly true. Yeah, that's one thing I didn't know. You know, I've seen, I'm a big fan of like end of the world movies and stuff, you know, and I never realized that what they had been leaving out 
were all the people who refused to believe the world was ending. <laughs> all the people who were saying, nah, there's no, there's no zombie apocalypse, and then going out to the parks. I, I haven't seen, I, they didn't include That's them. because they don't live long enough. but it's like so my very last post on on facebook which was several days ago um it was something i saw my husband shared on his page and it was it just states just in case people don't understand places are reopening for the economy not because it's safe right and so yeah i mean all the individuals were very and it's not even to say very right wing. They're just stupid. Um, it, it's just infuriating when they want to use that as their, you know, argument, their point of arguing. Well, I, the, you know, we're free. We're supposed to do whatever we want. No, stupid. No. I said it's only freedom until you start encroaching on other people's rights. Yeah. And that's what so many people don't understand. It's me. This is what I want. Therefore, this is my right. And I don't care what happens to you yeah right because i mean uh, there are times as in these types of situations where it the greater good wins out over your individual rights and freedoms exactly but i mean clearly there's a lot of people in in america who like to just read the read it in black and white interpret it in black and white (laughs) and that just trumps everything so um so yeah I, I just want, I wanted to share that one though, because, you know, well, I and you, know you, used, you used the magic word Trump. Yes, and, I did. You know, <laughs> right there's, there. there's a real split now between, it used to be, you know, well, people looked at facts, you know, but now. There's alternative facts. Yes, people. Exactly. There's no such thing as fact anymore, you know. Um. No, there still is. It's just being diluted well, down by all these people who are coming up with their alternative facts. I mean, you know, we look at something and say, well, this is a fact. People are dying. And people will look at the same video footage and say, no, that's fake. Right. Now, you know, when I, if I, because I used to I always have this discussion with kids at school, you know, the difference between truth and fact. Mm-hmm. Right. I say truth for me might be that Scarlett Johansson is gorgeous. But now the, the next guy next to me might look at her and say, eh, she's nothing. Right. Yep. Right? That's true for both of us. Mm-hmm. But a fact is something that nobody can disagree with. Correct. It's a fact. It's not raining outside. Right. Right? That's a fact. Now, the difference is I could say today is beautiful, and that may be true for me, but it's not true for you because you exactly. like rainy days. Right. right. There you go. But the fact is it's not raining. But Trump can stand outside in the sun and say it's not raining, or say that it is raining. Right, that it is raining, and they and take people it as will fact. say, yeah, they'll say, yeah, it was raining. Here's the problem, though, mm-hmm. and it's off the subject of Trump, but it is on the subject of truth mm-hmm. or a fact. I do apologize. You're right. Right. Um, the media has distorted the facts for their own whatever i showed you um what yesterday yeah there was you know the the popular image in italy of all the coffins lined up for covid19 no 
That image came from a shipwreck in 2013. It had nothing to do with the COVID virus. They just pulled up this image, put it with the COVID tag and ran with it. And too much of the media is doing just that. So it's so difficult to distinguish fact because it's been distorted so badly yeah that's yeah i mean i do think it's the responsibility of the media to provide us with the facts however a couple weeks ago i was actually listening to something on npr about the like one of the first newspapers in america in the united states and how i believe that like they had shut it down because he was the the owner the editor was basically putting lies in it or making stuff up and people were like no this is not what the news is supposed to be so i think it's in distinguishing what it is to be you know news versus just opinions or you know so it's just it it's it's a lot and i've honestly stopped watching the news at this point because I mean, I do read news in the morning, um, but I'm not watching anything because I, I, it's hard not to be even more depressed, especially now. And I'm thinking about even with this upcoming election, because I'm like, I am sure, for example, if Trump somehow loses this next ele- election, knock on wood, that he'll blame it on the COVID rather than, you know, so he'll take something that he's spinning now as positive, like, oh, he's doing so great with the response and blah, 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 blah. And then maybe we'll turn it around and say the opposite of it when it's, when it comes time for the elections. Yeah. I mean, he's already, he's already prepping his, um, his excuses. Um, you know, the whole mail-in voting thing. Oh, we can't let people vote by mail, even though that's the way the military's done it. Right, and that, yeah, I, I, I was reading that. Yeah, he was threatening to withhold federal yeah. funds. It's like, on what grounds, idiot? <laughs> you know, what funds yeah. are and, you going to be able to withhold? <laughs> Do you know how he voted in the last election? By mail. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he can do that because he's a politician. Yeah. Okay, okay. I gotta say something. In my opinion, the media shouldn't call him Trump at all. They should call him the president or the POTUS, because that sounds slightly insulting anyway. But (laughs) what it is, is name recognition. He wants to be recognized by the news. He does stuff to get his name out there. Yeah. And so if they just say the president... I like that one better. Well, in some cases, I think that they deliberately just say Trump because they don't want to add in President Trump. Because they don't want to call him the president. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. Look, look. If they call him Donald, that's informal. If they call him Donald Trump, that's also informal. If they call him President Trump, that's exactly what he wants. So neither president, nor Trump, nor Donald. <laughs> okay, all right. Can I call him President Cheeto? Uh, no, that's not uh. No, that's insulting. Yeah, oh that's just bland insulting. But yeah, they were saying However, that when they... And looking at some of the statistics, they're saying that with if you do mail-in votings, voting, it's not... And no one party is more favored when you do a mail-in vote. Right. Versus, you know. It worries me. 
what worries me is, you know, the polling shows Biden ahead by like eight or nine points in most polls. But most of those polls, and this is part of the problem that happened in 2016, they're not polling likely voters. They're right. polling everybody. Right. And what always has, has happened in recent years, since, since they've made, the Republicans have made voting almost a religious activity. Mm-hmm. You know, you have this in order to stop the godless gays from getting married, to stop the, mm-hmm. the sluts from having abortions, from, you know, you've got to get, you know, the school, school's got to have prayer back in it. You know, that it's so important to them. They're going to vote. Not all. But, you know, the, ma- the mainstream. Well, who, who votes in most elections tend to be older people. Mm-hmm. Older people tend to be conservative. And the conservatives are the Republicans. That's about right. So I think if we want to get Trump out of office, we've got to get younger people to vote. Exactly. And, you know, and so that's many of my, like my kids. Millennials just don't. Well, they say they're not going to vote because, you know, that. Uh, I mean, they they think that when when Trump was elected, that you know, all of a sudden they've gone back to believing that they're never going to get you know anything changed, and they forget that we had a black guy in the White House for eight years. I know. Here's the problem with the millennials, and I'll tell you this because I've talked to several of them. Because hey, you know, right. that was my that was who hung out at my house, right? Various other places, so. Here's the problem is we were, the United States was originally based on one man, one vote. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be a republic or mm-hmm. a democracy. Uh, it was supposed, supposed to be, be a democracy. democracy. Yeah. Now it is a republic. Yeah. So that's the problem. It's no longer one man, one vote. So they're like, screw it. I'm not going to vote because my vote doesn't matter. Yeah. That is the biggest well, problem true. that millennials have. Hillary won the election by 3 million votes. Yep. No kidding. And she lost. Yep. I think yes, we discussed on the show. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I think that even if it doesn't technically count, we should still vote because I think if if it's a landslide with the voters, but but the uh, electoral college goes in favor of the other one, that really would say something. And I think eventually someone in power would take notice of something like that. Well, I know the Supreme Court is right now one of the cases that they're hearing has to do with voting. And because I believe in some states, um, the Electoral College does not have to go with a popular vote, that the electorate can cast their vote for whoever they want. Yep, they don't. Mm. And so they're recommended to vote. Right, exactly. But I'm like, yeah, why do we need this extra layer of people to, it's like, if if we don't go into countries and make them democratic and say, oh, here's the electoral college. It's just the popular vote. If you took the time and energy to go out there and cast your vote, your vote should count. It doesn't need to go through some intermediary for it to be counted. Right. I, I really think that, I mean, I can kind of understand why they had it early on yeah. mm-hmm. because then, then there were so many people that were loose in different places and it was hard to get every vote and so it kind of makes sense but 
Today, all it does is inspire more corruption and ruin the system. Yeah. Very true. Yes. And they're saying that like mail-in votes are usually, you know, there's very little in the way of, um, I guess, issues with doing it that way. Um, yeah. As far as voting fraud and stuff, it's less likely. But then again, too, I, you know, with any statistic, you can kind of have it. Um, let's see, it, you can have it say whatever you want in some cases. And so I would say that maybe it's because the vast majority of the population doesn't vote by by mail so there's less chances or it, it'll be less likely since it's not the most popular way of voting for it to have any issues so if we went to a if we went to a system where it became paper voting or mail-in votes like completely versus going to like polling mm -hmm. stations then of course i would see, i would think that there would be <laughs> um aspects of a uh, you know not so good behavior when it comes to the mail voting. Um, I wish we could just vote online. I mean, I know it's super not secure, but you know, there's issues with the mailing system as well. So, I mean, there's no one. If, if I can there. vote for American Idol and important stuff like that, I exactly. should be able to vote, vote online. Oh my gosh. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> it would be. Yeah, well, I think it'd be great. I'm pretty bit. sure you can in some states, but it won't make it. <laughs> Somebody. Yeah. Well, it'd just be cool if there's like a universal voting app that every country used for their voting. And we made sure it was so encrypted and all that stuff and nothing happened. And there would be, you know, people would be working hard towards making sure it was a system that did not break. Right, because I mean, realistically, everything is going to move into the online space. Let's be real, you know. Yeah. So, um, but I will be glad. I feel like in my lifetime, certainly in Julian or T'Challa's lifetime, that the that the vote will probably change to being able to do it electronically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, um, no more hanging chads. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, you know, electronically and entertainment, uh, this past week, um, T'Challa and I watched a brand new release movie on the day of its release in our own home. Uh, we, we're speaking, of course, of what I think is probably going to sweep the Academy Awards this year. I'm sure it is. <laughs> Scoob, uh, the animated film. Um, yeah, I saw commercials for or whatever for that, enticing me to, to watch it, but no. Yeah, so I think it had some great potential, but I think they screwed it up a little. Yeah. So T'Challa and I are we're big Scooby Doo fans. Right? So did you like pay twenty dollars to see it? We did. Oh Jesus, no. Yeah, we paid twenty dollars to see it. Well, okay, but there was more than one person viewing, so I'll ten dollars a pop. All right, cool. Yeah. And um it was for two days. Yeah, we had it for two days. Nice. Watched it once. Yeah. <laughs> the animation was okay. It was kind of cute. I would have preferred it if it had been a more Scooby, classic Scooby plot. Because okay. it felt more like an action-adventure superhero type film. Mm. And not enough of like haunted houses. And ghosts. So they strayed from the formula as far as what a Scooby yeah, film is supposed to be. They did. And, you know, they, they, they made... They made an obvious attempt to build up like a um, like a, a spinoff universe here because Captain Caveman is in it. If you remember him, cool. Yes, of course. Um, Blue Falcon. It's actually Blue Falcon Junior. 
but he's mm-hmm. along with um, you know Dynamite. Um, the villain of it was Snidely Whiplash. What? Or Dirt, Dirt Dastardly, or whatever the hell. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about, though. Yeah, the, the you know, and, and you know, his little dog Muttley was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, we always called him Smutley. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, there's, I mean, there's a lot of Easter eggs in it. I mean, like there was a, a video game in the background that was um, Laugh Olympics. There was a um, billboard sign that had Squidly Diddly on it. <laughs> um, I mean, lots of things like that that were cute. Mm-hmm. Um, it just wasn't, cl- I, I would have liked to have seen it be more classic Scoob, you know, but it was all right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, that's sort of part of the reason why you would even watch it. Yeah, and, and it, you know, the origin of how Scooby and Shaggy got together was sweet, but I didn't realize that Shaggy was um, quite so pitiful before he got the dog. Uh, I mean, what do you mean not know? How, he he always seemed very pervy to me and like, ugh, I don't know. I've well, never been a huge... Yeah, but, a stoner. yeah you can be a stoner and pervy without being pitiful, you know? Uh, well, but, I mean, I kind of think that if you're those two things, you're also pitiful, but okay. All right, all right, now, all right, since you're going to go down that route. <laughs> if you're pitiful, if you're a perv, right? From what I understand, you're the one who's supposed to be making your way through the Bigfoot porn book. I'm supposed to be, but I'm still, I haven't brought myself to even opening it. It still feels really, really dirty. Come on now, you've got it. It's free. It's Bigfoot and the Bridesmaid, right? I think so. Whatever. I just, ugh. Read the damn thing. I don't, ugh intent on making her read that she she well, i agreed to read it <laughs> yeah she agreed to read it but and, and if, if she flicks the bean she's gonna have to talk about it on the oh, show yeah see the, all the more reason to not even open it up i don't even want to go there yeah i don't think either one of our audience members right listened to last week's episode you admitted, <laughs> you admitted that you were a wow. little afraid that you might like it exactly that and would I, be look, scary if I'm up, if I'm going to open up whole new avenues like of erotic, you know, desire for you, <laughs> you would be excited about that. I think you phrased that. Wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh! Very wrong. All right, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna. Um, I'll try and see if I'll start it this week. Because I mean, I know it's not very long either. I just. Uh, it's maybe I need to look. Fast. I need to read it from the standpoint of this is just research rather yeah. than it being leisure reading. I think that's part of the issue is like, well, it's not really leisure reading for me. That's not my choice. Yeah, but, but think of it as it's for work, for the show. I don't get paid for this show. <laughs> you you make a lot of things besides money, though, off this show. You get right. Paid. But, you know, if you start reading it and you get a little hot and bothered, just take a cold shower. Mm-mm. Nope. If I get hot and bothered, I'm going to stop reading it. I'll say that. That's that's the opposite of what you're supposed to do. It's porn. Why? So if I enjoy it, Barry, will you then consider writing some of this monster erotica? If if you come on the show and talk about how hot you got reading this Bigfoot, (laughs) I promise you, I will write a Bigfoot porn. Okay. All right. And you'll know if I'm lying. So, all right, I'll take that. He doesn't. Yes. (laughs) Don't get to read it. 
<laughs> you have to wait a few years before you can read it. I'll make sure you're working on it. If it starts freaking you out, just imagine that if they shaved that bastard. Oh my gosh. Like Jason Momoa. Yeah. Yes, that, that is the mental picture that I will have to have. So. To, to survive, you gotta have that. <laughs> we watched last, since we talked last week, you have watched literally every television show currently on the air. It feels like it. Yeah, I looked at your list and you listed two things. You also said that you finished season four of Parks and Rec. Right. And then I was like, yeah, I need to list my shows. And, and, and it's, it's like, I don't list everything I watch, though. Because really, honestly, in the last, like, four or five days, I think Dragnar and I have probably watched five or six movies. Oh, yeah. Well, I've, I've now split them out, as you see. So since our last show, Can I, I have... List? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> last Thursday, mm-hmm. she has watched five episodes of Wim Calls the Heart. Three episodes of Real Sports with Bryant Gumbel. I assume a full season here, uh, eight episodes of Women of Troy. No, it's, no, it's, it's a, it was one of those like, kind of like a 30 for 30. It was a documentary. All right, something called Women of Troy, The Bletchley Circle, San Francisco. So it's eight episodes. Upstairs, Downstairs, season one, and two, 26 episodes what the hell? since last week. <laughs> Belgravia, the series finale, three episodes of Dateline. That's a total of 46 episodes. But we're not done. <laughs> Watch the movies, Bad Education, Murder on the Orient Express, How do you know this? The Greatest Showman, Mamma Mia, oh. Here We Go Again. So that's 46 episodes and four movies. Yep. How many hours is that? Oh, jeez. A while. Yeah, I mean, like, on the weekends, I can, if I say, for instance, wake up at, like, 10 or 11, I'll be watching it, you know, without taking much of any breaks. And so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I would say all of that was certainly well over 40 hours of television. Well, it'd have to be. Yep. 46 episodes there. Yep. Um, I just, that's just what I do. See, even when I say I binge something, I'll watch like four episodes of a Yeah, that's why I'm like, when people say they binge, I'm like, yeah, no, um, that's not a true binge. I yeah. do true binges. Is not. Yeah, if I binge <laughs> movies, that means I might watch two movies that day. Yeah, no, mm-mm. That's not binging. Yeah. I have binge for me at, the, at a minimum is you finished a whole season of something. Well, see, to me, to me, if I watch five episodes of you know, Rex and Park to, Parks and Rec today. That's mm-hmm. a binge. What you're on, LaToya, is called a bender. <laughs> when you're watching 80 hours of fucking TV in a week, <laughs> that's not a binge. That's a problem. That's not a problem. <laughs> it's, like a it's a bender. It's not a binge. The episodes of NCIS have I watched in a row? 15 seasons? Yeah, but you didn't watch it literally either, right? Yes, I did. 15 seasons? Yeah, yeah NCIS is great. I oh, put it on season one on Netflix right? when I had my uh, Roku. Uh-huh. And yep. watched it all day, and it would cut off after three episodes. It'll say, are you still You're watching? You're still watching, yes. It waits. Right. And they cut it back on the next morning. Yes, I binge-watched 15 seasons. 
Yeah, I think I did that with NCIS. I, I stopped. That's brain cramming. You're cramming all that into your brain. Yep. Wow. Filling it with nothingness, I guess. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. No, no, you're just like vacuum sealing that thing and just <laughs> for mental, mental growth. Right there. You're, you're, just, you're just getting all, all the brain out of there. There's not going to be anything left. <laughs> Probably not. Probably. Your, your eyes will not thank you. Well, speaking of television shows, you know, last week I mentioned that I'd watched one called Reckoning. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I told you I wasn't totally happy with how it ended well i saw an interview with the guy um sam trammell i believe his name is who plays the serial killer on the show and he did say that netflix had told them that due to the the high ratings um that they were going to bring it back for a second season uh, mm. i have not revealed that to uh my mom yet <laughs> who, you know was terribly confused by yes it. yes um and uh, so I haven't broken it to her that we may be watching a second at some point. Um, yeah. In uh, other news, I wanted to mention, and I don't watch this show, Batwoman. Yeah, I don't watch it either. And I saw the headline. Yeah, Ruby Rose, who I really knew from um, John Wick 2. Mm -hmm. um, She's she been in a ton of other stuff. Yeah, but she looks awesome in John Wick 2, right? She just well, she looks awesome in all the movies she's in because she's hot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as a matter of fact, I, several of my students I saw today, uh, female students, posted on Facebook about their love of Ruby Rose. Um, but she's quit Batwoman uh, after one season. Yeah, and see, I'm like, of course, they never tell you what it, what the reasoning is, and they always yeah. have these, pub, you know, public um, statements about, oh, it was great to have the opportunity. I'm like, something must have happened on the back end where she pissed somebody off, well, or yeah. something. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't be bringing this up unless I had, you know, read something about a source close Ooh. to um, A lot of people at first thought it might have had something to do with the injury she suffered um, while filming during season one. Mm -hmm. um, she fell from a height, you know, and posted some really graphic uh, Instagram pictures of her injuries. It came very close to um, uh, causing permanent spine damage. And um, she did say that she's still in pain from it. Mm -hmm. um, but... People close to the situation said that the injury actually had nothing to do with her quitting the show. Um, but, and, and I worried about this as soon as I heard it, um, because I've seen this happen in other situations. She is someone who is used to doing movies. Mm -hmm. And she had one short role on, um, you know, Orange is the New Black. Mm -hmm. um, but this was her first long-term television commitment. And movie stars are not ready for the number of hours that goes yeah. Um, and I remember way back when Star Trek Voyager started and Genevieve Bajold was supposed to be um, Captain Janeway mm -hmm. and they fired her before they finished filming the pilot because she was not used to having to learn that many pages, not used to having the script rewritten uh, the day before you do the, the scene. Um, getting up or the, or the day of they will make edits in yeah. real time as well so yeah she wasn't used to getting up and having her makeup put on at three in the morning and filming until midnight um and i think that well that's a solid oh no that's a good solid three hours of sleep right there yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> you can survive on four so i mean that, that yeah. ain't bad so i heard that ruby rose quit because of the hours 
Oh, okay. To the amount of work that was going in there. Um, and I mean, if that's the case, I actually don't have an issue with that. Because yeah, movie, people who do movies versus people who do, you know, episodic television, it, yeah, two different beasts completely. Right. And I heard that she, she got along with pretty much everybody on set, but some people did say that she was very unhappy with the amount of work that she was having to do. And that there were times that made her, you know, kind of uncomfortable. On mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's only natural. Yeah, it's interesting that, I mean, because obviously based on the success of the first season, they had already greenlit the second, so they're going to yes. have to completely recast the yeah. main role. Um, I think on like E! News, I saw an article, I didn't click on it, about, you know, basically roles that were the, you know, the primary person has left and they've had to recast um, what that's like. Because what show was it? It was a remake of an old show that I think had like Damon Wayans or something on it. Are you talking about uh, Lethal Weapon? Yeah, I think so. Didn't the yeah. the, the his partner the guy, left? The guy who played, yeah, the uh, yeah, the the what's his name, Riggs. The Riggs. Yeah, he left, and then they recast it with Sean, whatever his name is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, but you know, it's not uncommon, but it's certainly it's just odd. You know, I think, I, I think they they they'll do a better i think it'll go over pretty well on batwoman because you know for half the the show she's somebody in a mask anyway mm-hmm. and i think that superhero fans are kind of used to seeing you know oh this this is like what the fourth pe- person to play superman you know i mean we're used to that's that. true it's a dc thing there you go yeah <laughs> marvel we're a little bit different we're a bit more picky um but <laughs> But yeah, so, I mean, it's sad. Again, I didn't watch it. I would have only watched it for her, to be honest. Um, I watched the first episode, mm -hmm. and it didn't really grab me. And so it it felt a lot like Arrow, and I don't watch Arrow. I didn't really like it either. I did like Arrow. I started to watch it because it's one of my brother's favorites. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I ended up stopping watching it. I, I may pick it up at some point. Just like with Supergirl, I started watching it the first several seasons. And then it jumped networks, and then I just kind of after that was like, eh. So right. I don't know. Um, when Drakenara came the uh, the other day, uh, she she did have to see one of my secret shames, of which I have many. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I told her I have to watch. She does have many. Yeah, I have to watch this uh, season finale of this show, and uh, I try to pass it off as like you know it's a spinoff of Riverdale and blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Katie Keene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> story of a bunch of young women trying to make it in the hard city. Exactly. Yeah, you have those 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 um interests. <laughs> yeah. And and she she says it was good, you know. And at one point though, I remember when some when just Katie starts singing, I I turned to her and I said, "Oh, every now and then it it like unexpectedly becomes a musical." It's not <laughs> a musical. It's just every now and then somebody does burst into song for, you know, you don't you don't feel it coming. It just happens. And um, spontaneous yeah, musical. Spontaneous musical. Spontaneous and, um, musicality. Yeah, and uh, so, so I think she enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I, I, it was a little embarrassing. I had I think <laughs> why I was watching it. Um, and I mentioned that I'm part of a Katie King fan club on Facebook, and I think I'm the only straight guy or reasonably straight guy. <laughs> the, the whole thing there, you know. Really? So yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think yeah, I think uh, I don't know if your T'Challa seems surprised. Really, straight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to figure out what the large audience was. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. 
Oh, oh, that, that that actually brings up a good point about I'm Ruby kidding. Rose. I'm kidding. Mm -hmm. I'm kidding. When, when Ruby was hired, there was a controversy. Do you remember that? Uh, no, I mean, I, I just knew that she was the first LGBTQT person yes. to well, um, have a leading role on, you know, but. Well, the reason it's controversial is because in the comics, Batwoman is a lesbian. Right, right. I mean, but we all so, kind of knew that. <laughs> right. So they cast Ruby, you know, to have you know, a person of, you know, the LGBTQ community mm -hmm. is lesbian superhero, where a lot of lesbians were unhappy. Why? Because Ruby Rose is bisexual. Not lesbian. Not lesbian. Oh, Jesus. They should have a lesbian playing Batwoman. And Ruby Rose said, look, I am a member of the LGBTQ exactly. community. You know, I like men well, and well, women, and this is ridiculous. Matters, yeah, and it was just, a, it was interesting. Yeah, it really she's a member of the LGBTQ community. Yeah, and that's what, yeah. It's all, that's what it was about. Yeah, and it, it was, to me, interesting, because I had no idea that there was any kind of infighting within the community. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just like with black well, people. A community. It's a lot worse up north than it is down here. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. A lot worse up north. Now, I've heard sometimes that especially bisexual people get kind of condemned because straight people look at them as being gay, and then gay people look at them as being somebody who is trying to get, like, you know, the best of both worlds. Right, can't make up their mind. Right, they're not actually taking a side, you know. Right. Um, but, I don't know, I, I was just surprised when that happened. Um, and Ruby got pissed off about it at the time. She actually quit her social media for a while. Well, I mean, I would be pissed too because I'm like, take it for what it is. It's a step in the right direction. Right. You know, that it is, things are changing. And I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like saying, well, you know, James Bond can't be black or whatever. I mean, it just, I, well, I mean, well, maybe he can't, he can be Idris Elba though. So, yeah. <laughs> but, but it, yeah, it, I mean. It almost it, reminded me of when um, Halle Berry won her, uh, her Oscar yeah and for that i swear for like six months afterwards it seemed like everybody had to point out the fact that she's she, not black she's, she's mixed she's, race. Only, she's mm -hmm. mixed mm -hmm. and it's like oh okay she's gorgeous well yeah she is yeah uh, but it was almost like people had this like well she knows she's not totally black well and because it's like yeah they it, it was kind of the whole perception that yeah sure uh, hollywood will recognize this pretty mixed black person Right. But not an actual, you know, like a Denzel or whatever. I mean, by then, obviously, he'd won his Oscar. But in terms of the yeah. females, anyway. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's just like with Mariah Carey. She's not full black. And so a lot of times things, you know, there's that same argument. Um, mm -hmm. But nothing's going to make everybody happy. So it's just like, whatever. You just have sure. to take it with a grain of salt, I suppose. Yeah. I thought you were going to be like, speaking of salt, let's talk about You know, I wasn't sure how to segue into your next uh, topic, actually. Um, so I saw this and I was just infuriated, just like with the Costco thing. So apparently Johnson & Johnson is discontinuing sales of its talc-based baby powder in North America after facing thousands of lawsuits from people who said it caused their cancer. The company, however, will continue to sell the product in other parts of the world. So much is wrong with that statement. Yeah. You know, so, so much. 
The only thing about this that surprised me was I thought they had already discontinued sales of the top. I did too. I thought so too. Like two years. Yeah, because when I was at uh, Edward Jones, I remember talking with clients because uh, I sold so much Johnson & Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of my go-tos. And I remember telling people, oh, don't worry about the talc-based baby powder thing because, you know, they had agreed to pay like so many millions of dollars for it. Mm-hmm. Like that is a that is a drop in the bucket to how much money they have. But I mean, I think so uh, it does say North America. So they could have still been selling in Canada or something, because that's still yeah. technically North America. But the idea that we're in 2020 and it's kind of like with the smoking thing, it's like how much evidence do you need or how much more information do you need for you to realize that you should probably not be making this with this with talc in it. Right. Yeah. And the fact that they're still selling it in the rest of the world. Exactly. And you know what yeah. countries end up getting them like the, you know, like India and those types of countries where, you know what I mean? It's just, it's oh, yeah. infuriating. It's like, that's, that's not okay. Yeah. Obviously there's a way to make it without it. Sure. You're going to have to, you know, dump a bit of money into that, into, you know, research and all that kind of stuff and figuring out what works, but don't you owe that to the people who ultimately buy and use your products? They don't care. Yeah, and that's 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 a huge part of the problem. Yep. They just don't care. Money, they really don't care. Yeah. So, um, speaking of making money, who's not making money is the United uh, States. No, that is, don't, that's a, oh, come on. <laughs> you should be saying, "All right, Barry, that is the best segue." Yeah. Whatever. Money, because we're about to talk about how the U.S. is printing money. Right. And I just put it in there. So thank you for the, the attempted segue there. Um, I was, so every day I check out or every weekday I check out with one of my, my clients that we've been checking out just like we go through this whole, like, did you do your best today to build positive relationships? And we'll talk about what our uh, random act of kindness was or what we're expressing gratitude for. Well, a couple of days ago, uh, he had mentioned that he was concerned I forgot why we ended up on the topic. Oh, he was, he's learning about cryptocurrency mm-hmm. and he's been dabbling in that a little bit. And I told him, I said, you know, honestly, I only understand it in generalities and I wasn't really ready to go down that rabbit hole because I wasn't just going to be like, Oh, let me just try it for trying sake. No, that's not how Latoya lives her life. Right. No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> only certain things. It must be a purpose. So, <laughs> she goes down the rabbit hole. She goes all, all the way down there. I do. I absolutely <laughs> do. It must be a purpose. That's <laughs> right. Not a purpose. I am not doing it. So he, at that moment, though, he brought to my attention something I would not really thought about during this whole period, surprisingly which was inflation and the fact that we've essentially been printing trillions of dollars, yeah, which ultimately will devalue our money. Yes. Our, our, the, you know, yeah. and, and it was, it hit me like a ton of bricks, like, Oh shit. You know, like I'm, I was there. I'm content that, okay, I can pay my bills and everything's okay. And then, you know, for him to say that, I'm like, man, see, these are the things that I don't need to think about. I, you know, ignorance is bliss. So since then, I've been thinking about it and it's been like stressing me out because it's like, you know, I told him, oh, I have, of course, my retirement, my teacher's retirement as to whether or not that will be there when it's time for me to retire. I don't know. But 
you know, I said, I started to diversify a little bit. I have a money, um, a money market. Cause you know, when, <laughs> when you were working with Edward Jones, I had an account there and once you left, I kept it and then changed up a bit. So, so I put money. That one share of Apple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. I got like 82 cents um, dividend on it recently, which was reinvested. But anyway, yeah, I have my Apple in there. I think I have, what is it? I think I have Fitbit, which I don't, I'm, I don't know why that. Oh yeah, I remember when you bought Fitbit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, that was a, ugh, that was, was stupid. But anyway, but it has got me thinking, you know, because I said, yeah, I have the money market. And then he's like, well, think about it. US dollars. U.S. economy stuff. I was like, oh shit! It's like, yeah. So if the if the U.S. economy tanks, which realistically it could, you know, sure. we we sure do import a shit ton of stuff, um, wow. and the dollar is diluted. You know, it's it's certainly something to think about, and okay. and I really hate him for bringing that to my attention. So that's the whole point of that is that I hate my client for making something more real when I liked living in my ignorance bubble. So. And you know, everybody points back to like, you know, the, the 2008 drop off. But I mean, for me, I'm old enough to remember the late seventies a little mm -hmm. bit. And it felt much worse back then. I mean, I remember people talking, you know, I, I remember lines at the gas station. Yeah. Yeah. Long lines. And, um, you know, I, I have no problem thinking we could definitely go back to something like that. Mm, it just, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not very happy about any of that. So I've been trying to be a bit more cautious outside of me, obviously eating out every day or eating in. Um, but it, it, you know, again, it has kind of caused me a few panic points and I'm like, okay, I just need to try and pretend like I did not hear that or know that. Because I really wasn't thinking about it. I literally did not think about the fact that, you know, I just, just like, oh, you know, I think I was looking at it kind of like my own personal life and how I think about debt at this point where I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be there. Not really realizing, oh, wait a second, we're growing it by trillions of dollars. So right. we're obviously going to be some, if, I mean, we're already China's bitch. If we weren't already, we're going to be China's bitch. Um, and you know, they're not, that's not going to get paid down in any of our lifetimes, realistically. Yeah. You know, I yeah. liked back in the, what is it, the 90s, where there was, you know, it was like, okay, let's actually pay down debt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, hell yeah. When, when, when um, Clinton left, mm -hmm. we had a surplus. Yep. Oh, yeah. And not anymore. We haven't not had anymore. No, we definitely haven't. If you'll notice, every time a Democrat gets in office, in office, it's slightly we slight we're slightly less in debt. But yep. whenever a Republican is, <laughs> we're in debt. Yeah, Let the good times roll. Yep. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and each time, somehow the Republican manages to do more, so we just get worse each time. <laughs> Looks like we're getting better, but in reality, we're just going to go back. Worse than where we started. Yeah. Yep. Right in the big fat circle. Mm. See, I mean, I I still think that, I I mean, things, I think it still has to get a little bit worse before it gets any better. Um, obviously, when it comes to economics and stuff, these these all happen in various stages and life cycles. So the effects of what we've done today may not hit us 
until another quarter or two down the line. But when it gets, when it hits us, it's going to punch us in the face. <laughs> well, and that's part of the problem is typically the people who make these decisions are old people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Trump can do all this kind of stuff now and just say, oh, yeah, send everybody $1,200 and blah, blah, blah. Um, but the thing is, it's when it's going to impact it, it's probably when T'Challa is graduating high school and going yep. out to work. Well, the reason and, why you know, millennials are so different from other generations isn't really the technology. It's the fact that they have to do things differently because the deficits ca caught up to them. <laughs> that period of time. Yeah. So if if all the old pe older people are making the decisions and and they're lowering the value of the money and it doesn't really affect them that much because they've spent their whole lives getting money in a world where they can get money. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is true, yeah, in a world where they can get money. <laughs> you just can't get money anymore if you're starting off. It's it's a uh, Kobayashi Maru. It's the only way. Oh, oh. <laughs> you gotta blow it up. <laughs> yeah, like the only way to to make money in this society is to already have money. Yeah. So, so well, well more yeah, established this... people like you will see a lot less. Yeah. But when it comes to my time, I'm gonna have a really hard time because the only way, hey to get said amount of money is to already have said yeah. amount of money. Do you, and do you, that's how it is when you're creating a black hole to find the laws of physics or <laughs> just solvable equations. From Star, Star Trek to physics. Yeah. Do, do you know how to make a, a million dollars as a writer? Oh. Start out with three. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Start out with three million. Yeah, yeah you'll end up with yeah. one million, no problem. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. So we've actually made it to the end of our uh, planned part of the show. I don't think there's anything else that we were going to cover. It's been exciting to actually have in studio for, for an episode to have four people on it. Yes. Um, yes. I don't think we've done that, but maybe we've done that once before in the past. I, I think maybe way back in the olden days. Yeah. In the old days. This is definitely the most people we've had on since the show came back. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Allie Fox has still not returned to Facebook. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Oh, he could be, he could be Facebooked out as well. I mean, besides maybe being banned, but, you know. Because yeah. is he on Twitter or anything like that? Uh, yeah, he is on Twitter, but he hasn't tweeted. Hmm. That's why I'm getting a little concerned about him. Well, I told you I was concerned because, I mean, I know he recently had some, you know, personal stuff going on yeah. that would that would depress anyone. Um, yeah. So, yeah, if anyone's heard from Ali Fox, certainly let us know. <laughs> I'll have to find him. Yep. All right. So uh, does anybody, does Dragnara, T'Challa, do y'all have anything to bring up before we go on? No. Um, thanks for letting me be here. I, I kind of want to say... Um, to build a bit more on that thing I was talking about earlier, uh -huh. um, it, entrepreneurs are going to have a heck of a hard time. Yeah. So, I mean, really the only, once again, the only way to make a business is to be a part of that business already. Yeah. So, established people aren't going to have a problem, but there will no longer be new established people unless they are the children of said established people. Yes. So I think what's going to be happening 
is the class system is going to break down once again, and there will be no That's interesting again. Yeah. As it was before, it shall return again in the great circle of things. <laughs> there will be a lower class. There will be a lower worker consumer class, and there will be the upper. There will be the upper managerial class, mm. and it'll be kind of like Egyptian society. You see, you have a couple monarchs, and then the rest are just slaves. Then there's yeah. a couple lucky who make it, who are able to become guards by sheer luck, and then that's about it. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, the elimination of the middle class. So I say we all get down and start some nice socialism. And <laughs> Sounds good. Let's go. <laughs> T'Challa's socialist manifesto. There you go. We can either wait for the middle class to eliminate itself or hurry up and eliminate any classes. Yeah. Well, I do want to, in mentioning that, though, I've thought in the past, um, you know, you know how they, they say, you know how they say as far as the reason why we haven't moved from um, gas, you know, vehicles using gasoline to like electric and stuff is because the industry itself is so large. It's, it's almost one of those too big to fail. And there's, you know, so many people, wealthy people who have their money in oil and that kind of stuff and so yeah. they are the people controlling the earth <laughs> in that regard yeah. I, I do think it will be interesting when the shift does happen because i don't think that i certainly think like with with t'challa's generation and st and others in that age range um the cl climate change will become even more of a, an issue and so these countries like the um specifically Arab countries like in Dubai and stuff like that. Right. When the shift happens, I mean, these people are like, they're just rolling in money. Like, I mean, they, it's insane how much money they have. Yeah. But when that shift happens, you know, what will ultimately happen to that kind of way of living? Because again, the, the way those types of individuals live who have that kind of money is obscene. There's nothing else like it. There's nothing to compare it to. They live a completely different life. Right. So, you know, yeah, but that's just me adding more fuel to the fire. Anyway, I think we've certainly had a very political <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I want you to go and get your mojo on with Bigfoot. Oh, my gosh. Uh, be ready to talk about it next week. <laughs> okay. I will have something to say about it, having read at least some portion of it next week. I mean, look, I know, I know you're a little tense about it, right? <laughs> I want you to draw yourself a little bubble bath. Okay. Have a couple of glasses of wine, right? Maybe, maybe put on your softest little nighty, right? <laughs> And kind of curl up in the bed. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh wow. Maybe uh, put on. Interesting way to put on it. a little bit of Barry White. I, mean, I figured you were gonna say that too. <laughs> <laughs> Barry was kind of a beastly type of man too. So yes. I mean, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so you getting into it now? All right then. Yep. We, I, I will consider doing that. <laughs> All right. Okay, sign us off, T'Challa. Um, 
So you put him on the spot. Hey, wow. Uh, no, I'm not saying that one. I've already said that twice. Okay, you didn't want to you say you said that yeah. once. All right. Um, I don't know. Uh, words, English, uh, uh, bad mouth, right there. Hung tang. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We we said the ending thing. <laughs> we we get bay in this uh, summertime. Yeah. Oh lord. <laughs> <Right there. laughs>